Is it your turn? It's my your turn. turn. Okay. I very aggressively started the last one. Hey, it's 420. Woo! Smoke him if you got him, everybody. Uh, pause. Pause, Steve. Make your editing easier, Steve. Welcome, everybody, to Draft Politics. I'm your host, Steve, and with me here, as always... It's EJ. We're here, together. We're at, at a the, brewery. At a brewery, it's as shocking. it turns out. It's shocking. We're at the Temperance Brewery here at Evanston. Yes, we are risking the fates by going to a brewery just outside the <laughs> Chicago City limits. Yeah, exactly. You may recall the last time we tried this, uh, we brought a pandemic on us. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, prep your uh, bunkers because the end may be happen. upon Buy us. Buy some pasta, y'all. Buy, buy a lot of pasta. <laughs> In like two weeks, we'll be talking about bending some curve again. But yes, 100% of the time that we've podcasted from Evanston, it's been followed up with a global pandemic. That's true. Actually, you know what? I think I know what's going to come down and rain upon us, uh, our alien overlords, who we've <laughs> recently found out about. It is true. It is true. And I am so glad that we've got this opportunity to podcast about this because, you know, I I am typically pretty harsh on the Republicans and McCarthy and, you know, yes. the way that they're driving the agenda. But thank God. Somebody is talking about UFOs. When yes. There's nothing else going on. Yes. Uh, so, yes, we now know, apparently, that there were non-human biologics involved in a UFO or UAP. UAP, UFO. I, I don't mean, know, man. I'm old school. I like UFO. Oh, okay. By the way, I don't know if you can hear this. Let's see. Okay, so uh, we are having a trivia contest here at this brewery uh, as we speak. So every so often, we'll have somebody in the background talking, possibly talking over us. It's a little hard to tell if you can hear it or not. Uh, we'll give it a try, though. Actually, I think it's actually I think we're okay. Okay, well we'll find out in the post. Yes, yes. But right now they just asked about Anne Frank's diary. Okay. Which was evidently banned by the Alabama textbook condition. Yes. Uh, commission. Because. <laughs> Book banning. <laughs> Book banning, y'all. So, yeah, we had um, the the Republican uh, House has been hosting a couple of really interesting sets of hearings recently. One, uh, revenge porn. Uh, yes. Uh, and the second, uh, UFOs. Thankfully, not the same hearing. Yes. Yes. I mean, UFO revenge porn. The would Venn be... diagram overlap there is something being probed. I'm guessing, <laughs> and I don't really want to get into that. And so. I, I don't. I don't need any of any of that action. But I think yes. what's more important is that hot indictment summer. That's right. That's has right. continued. I mean, it, it's one of these things where I keep saying, "Okay, well, we'll get together." I was on vacation a little bit, but like, we'll get together. When the next next indictment comes out. Like, yes. But it could be any day. It could be every day. There are so many. Right. And in the intervening two weeks, we had one surprise indictment, a superseding indictment, and we had one one that we were expecting but still is pretty amazing. And still, we're still waiting for one. Yes. We could have another one tomorrow. Yes. So what order do you want to do And we'll tell you about at? it 
three or four weeks from now, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What order do you want to go? You want to go uh, geographically? <laughs> uh, we could do geographically, yes. Let's. Uh, well, let's kind of, you know, let's follow, you know, the pattern of, like, the, how things have unfolded. Go back to Florida. We got yeah, a, let's do it. Superseding indictment. Uh, talking much more about the destruction of evidence. So <laughs> I know all and kinds of goodness here. I, I, and I, I know I'm going to sound a bit like a broken record, but I really hope that people who are paying attention to things are finding themselves more educated about processes in government and the law that they didn't know before, like a superseding indictment. Yeah, I, I myself did not know what a superseding indictment was. Until, you know, a month ago when when I heard that, like, they've filed an indictment, but it's just the start of one. Right. They will have, you know, though it's more of an add-on. I know they call it superseding, but it's like, eh, we're just going to tack some more things onto this. And that's what's happened down in Florida with Jack Smith and the crew. They've added a new defendant, Carlos de Oliveria, who is a maintenance worker. Who uh, destroyed some shit. Yes. Evidently. At the orders of the boss. Uh, the quote, the boss wants it deleted. <laughs> and, and so this is the great thing. And I've said this before. There are much better podcasts for understanding the legal implications of everything. Yes. Of everything. I don't think there are better podcasts for listening to us laugh about the things inside of the indictment. It's... it's so when you read the indictment, it's like, and on this date, Walter Nauta lied to somebody to say that he was going down to take care of a family, but he immediately texted, you know, unindicted co-conspirator three, and then you see these text messages going back and forth yeah. where it's like, you working today? I don't know. You up? I'm up. Are you working? Can you get to this? I need to go. The boss wants the tapes deleted. As if there are physical tapes someplace, right, right, and then it's although there there might there might have been <laughs> there 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 might have been, but we know from, max, I'm sure. Well, yeah, we know from Michael Cohen, yeah, um, that everything was stored electronically, and then everything retransmitted to a central storage facility in, in Ukraine. Trump I Town. assume, oh, yeah, in, yeah, probably, but through Italian <laughs> satellites, right, in Trump Tower, so. Uh, we also know that somehow some of the servers involved here were f in a room that was flooded by the pool, and it was flooded by this Carlos de Oliveira. And you start reading these text messages, and it is like a shitty mob. And, like, and you kind of have to wonder, did any of them have this moment of clarity of like, Somebody's going to read all these texts at some point. Like, this, this shit's going to come out. Like, because clearly at the time, in the moment, they're sending these texts, not even really thinking about, like, well, he wants the shit deleted. He, that's what we yeah. work for. What are we going to do? Well, and the, there's another guy, Tavares, yeah. who was the IT guy, so responsible for doing these things. Who's like, I don't know how to delete those. And you could see, like, when you're reading <laughs> it, you're like, hold on this now, is, man. <laughs> like, uh, maybe you're not constructive maybe you're, incompetence going on. You're like, I, uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I could don't, totally do it if I knew, but I don't know. If I knew, I, I, the I delete do? button on my keyboard has been Which broken. I think probably if you're dealing with Trump, pleading ignorance is a much better option than just saying no. I, I think so, too. I, and that's how he, I read that. He surrounds himself with sycophants, and a lot of them are idiots. So he's used to dealing with idiots. Right. 
<laughs> but you tell them no. Like, all the best people. Yeah. yeah. All of the best people. So I think that the, the suspicion is Tavares is actually cooperating. Yeah. And, you know, had that moment of clarity to say, actually, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go yeah. delete all of that no. footage. No, I'm no, not. No. <laughs> and it's got to feel good. you got to feel good if you're Donald Trump and you're saying, wait a minute, the person who was supposed to delete it is not indicted and said in here that he wouldn't delete it. That's ah, He's not reading anything. <laughs> yeah. and nobody's telling him what's in that. Anyway, so I thought that was really interesting. And also... They added some documents yes. to the counts. And I don't know if you picked up on this um, or heard it in other reporting. And I'm not sure where I saw it first, whether I saw it in the indictment or heard from somebody else. But like the the tape of Donald Trump at Benminster waving around a document. See, see, this is the document yes. that Millie gave me. Yeah. That was not in the original indictment, that Iranian war document. <laughs> It is now. Okay. And what's beautiful about this, just just chef's kiss beautiful, is that not only is it now in the indictment, but we've learned that they requested the document from Donald Trump Yeah. after he gave it back. So he gave it back before the search warrant but didn't know that he had given it back because he didn't inventory any of it, and he did it outside of the attorneys. Just okay. sent a box back. This was the document that he then went on TV and said didn't exist. Right. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, so the timeline is waves it around in bed, mister, gets a subpoena, says you need to return everything, throws a bunch of shit in a box, documents, Sends that right. back. Good to, to be clear about that. Given the overlap yeah. with bathrooms involved in all this, good to be yes. clear on what we're talking Just about. Just outside of the lawyers, yeah. sends this box. That document happens to be in there. Yeah. Then the document, it, it comes out that he showed that to other people. The government asks for that document back. Yeah. He then says, that document doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. It does. It's not even a document. <laughs> no way. Those were just papers. <laughs> And then it gets added to the superseding indictment. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, it's just so, so poetic and beautiful. You know, it, it's fascinating to me because, like, I, I, I'm happy to see that we're, you know, we're holding some people to account and we're, yeah. you know, and, you know, there, there's, like, I feel like we've allowed a lot of bad behavior by previous presidents to slide and, like, but the the amount of bar lowering that had to happen for any of this to unfold is amazing. Like it you is. had to be like it had to be blatant and have a bunch of really stupid people involved in it. Now maybe it's like finally that sets a sort of a okay. Like this clearly this level of behavior is not okay. Right. And maybe we can you know bump it up just a little bit. Like oh you know well and and when people say look guys uh, they're just going after. After Trump, because they don't want him to be president. Like, I'm here to tell you, yes. Not, not because of his politics, but because he's so dumb to do all of these things so overtly. Yeah. If you can't even crime quietly, you can't yeah. be smart enough to be president. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he's he's used to operating in a world where he can crime quite loudly. Yeah. 
and, you know, just, you know, kick things down the road and throw sand in the gears and file a settlement at some point where it's like there's no consequences. Right. But this is the kind of stuff where there's enough of a the 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 level of crimes is much higher and the level of scrutiny is much higher. So but who knows? We'll see. Um so we'll see. May it, of 2024 is when we're expecting yeah, that yeah, trial so. to happen, which the scheduling like the, okay, <laughs> the Google calendar involved in this is going to be absurd <laughs> because it's going to be like, all right, so you've got the Florida related trial, you've got the DC related trial, you've got the New York related trial, you've probably got a Georgia related trial coming out before the end of the month. Uh well the indictment should be before the end of the month. Right. And yes, the trial won't be. Um and then you've got, you know, an election campaign going on. Primaries, right? <laughs> so like, you know, cool. We'd like to be in that debate, but we'll be busy at a trial at that point. So he's gonna that, skip the debate. Well, he's gonna skip the debate. Well, and now he, he has a good reason to skip the debate. He'll be in a trial. <laughs> right. So uh you know what? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go ahead and create a Google calendar. <laughs> For all of these, and I'll publish it out. There you go. Um, but it's there's a uh, the New York civil trial is scheduled for March. Yeah. Now, uh, Judge Eileen Cannon has scheduled this trial for May. It still may move. Um, the The government wanted December. Uh, Donald Trump's attorneys wanted 2025. Of course, it did. Um, so let me let me put this by you. Um, do any of these criminal trials even happen before the November 2024 election? I, so one of the things that I've been reading, and again, I'm probably not a lawyer, uh, but ask me after a few beers, then maybe I'll be a lawyer. Right. You're it, probably more of a lawyer than most of Trump's actual lawyers. <laughs> it it kind of seems like that at some point. Except their bill rates are very nice. Well, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> yes. Um, they ex- As though so, they get paid by him. But go on. <laughs> so the government will say, this is how long we expect this trial to take. And, yeah. you know, the, the documents trial, they expect to take two weeks. So, you know, maybe it's three weeks. But you've got the, the process to kind of find jurors and whatnot called voir dire, which is, a, again, things you learn. Um See, I, say, uh, if I'm catching my French correctly. Yeah. But there could be, that that one could occur. And I think that that is really what what Jack Smith is trying to do. And I think that, you know, again, even outside of people's politics and whatnot, the, a, a grand jury has indicted the president, former president, on in a few ways. Um, it is in everybody's best interest for those trials to be concluded before the election. It is from the French uh, to speak the truth. Huh. It's it's old French apparently, and it's and it's sourcing. But anyhow, yes, it's the process you go through to vet jurors. Yes, yes. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I, but I think that that's the goal is to to have these trials before before the election. Both so people are informed and also so that they can happen. Right. But, you know, I mean, and so the the real question is, is how much can Trump's lawyers delay this through whatever means? Yeah. Like, OK, we, you know, oh, we need this discovery. We can't do this discovery, whatever they will make up for excuses. I think for the trial in Florida, 
Which I will say, like, I think, like, in terms of, well, you know what? We haven't talked about the other side of this. So let's let's come back to this. Yeah. Because we haven't talked about it. the entire other side of this. Also, we are sadly low on our beers here. So, <laughs> Which is shocking. I mean, for the longtime listener, uh, you'll know that being a third of the way through the first segment and already needing a refill is a statement. It is a statement. Although I feel like our last podcast, we were slightly... Uh, Slightly, I was, I was, in, I was moving pretty quick, very quick. But. We were very. Um, quick. So let's uh, let's do that, Excellent. and then uh, we'll come back to talking about uh, the other set of charges because, oh boy, who, boy, equestrian. Ah, no idea. So our next segment is going to be about the quokka, the, the quokka. cutest animal yes, on the Google planet. Yes, Google quokka. It is Q-U-O-K-K-A. Uh, there was a question about what that is uh, at the trivia contest. By it. Is, is, was it a animal, a political party, a tree? Or a river. Or a river. And odds are, if I'm telling you to Google it, probably not a political party. <laughs> exactly. You know the quokkas in Australia are uh, a, uh, a weird uh, combination right between... Right of center political... <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're actually a proto-fascist political party yeah, in Australia. They are very conservative uh, pol- uh, fiscally, but very liberal socially. They'll impress so. you with a smile. Yeah. Nice. Look it up, people. It's, okay. it's, it's an amazing... I know people who, who listen to this podcast who are big animal people. I mean, you know, who isn't? But... Google it. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, I know. Go on. I mean, if I could live on a quokka and... Uh, like a, like an island with something but quokkas and capybaras. Yes. That's what yes. I want. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, those are my spirit animals yes. right there. there Maybe a, 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 a random penguin. So new and exciting indictment. And I texted that to uh, to Melissa to look up the quokka, and I just got OMG back. From <laughs> so, so there you go, everybody. <laughs> It's um, all quokkas all the time. Yes. Here. Uh, join us for our quokka podcast. <laughs> podcast. Simply called Drinking Quokka. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, new and exciting, the new <laughs> indictment in the District of Columbia. Yes. A four-charge indictment of a single defendant, Donald J. Trump. Yes. But, you know, well, let's talk the charges first. So there's, yeah. there's four charges. And, and this, is all about, this is all about trying to overturn the results of the election. Yes. It's all about the Democrats trying to. Oh, oh right. Right. So, no, no. Oh, no. yeah, that's right. No, it's nice, all Trump nice. Right. So four charges are conspiracy to defraud the U.S., conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an official proceeding, and uh, conspiracy against rights. And I'm interested that, like, conspiracy to obstruct and actually obstructing are two separate charges. Yeah, well, that's, sense, that's the know? nice thing about the Because right. you, can, you can try to do attempted something. Attempted murder. Uh, do, do you prosecute somebody for attempted murder and murder, Well, typically? and that's just it. So, like, if you get together, if you and I said, like, hey, um, I'd kind of like to rob a bank. Let's go buy a bunch of tools to rob the bank. Even if we don't rob the bank, that's still a crime. Because it's a conspiracy right. to rob the bank. And then if we rob the bank, that's the second crime. Right. So let me ask you this. Is there any time that anybody's prosecuted for robbing a bank that doesn't also get prosecuted for conspiring to rob the bank? Because how can you rob a bank if you don't conspire to do it? 
Well, no, but you have to do that with somebody else. Okay. So if so you, you just do it by own, yourself, right? right? That's not conspiracy. And, but if you do it with Bob, and then, then now it's a conspiracy, assuming it wasn't spontaneous. Like, you and Bob are both at the bank, and then you both get in your heads like, hey, you want to do this? Yeah. Then you haven't really conspired. You you're really, just kind of there. You don't know each other. Right. It's it's what are the chances that two people are trying to <laughs> rob the bank. <laughs> you it's very Bob, embarrassing, like, like, Bob looks like a shady guy. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyhow. So and the first one, the conf- conspiracy to defraud the U.S. is about essentially doing anything nefarious that stops the government from carrying out the roles that it is supposed to do. Right. So that just says, like, you've lied or cheated or stealed or done anything that stops the government from being the government. Right. And yep. so, you know, that's that's one thing The the official proceeding conspiracy to obstruct and the obstruction of it is all about the certification of the results yeah, it's on about January the fake 6th. electors all that goodness well but that's just about the meeting on the 6th and then the conspiracy against rights is a body of law that was put in place during reconstruction that's so after the civil war so for the norwegians when we say reconstruction we talk about the period of time after the civil war that we were rebuilding the republic as a you know as a single country that we clearly are and not just 53rd world countries in a trench coat the that really made it illegal for people in the government to stop the counting of legal votes right so this was meant to stop people from uh you know say government officials from a you know maybe white government officials in a primarily black district or county from saying ah we're not going to count all the votes from the black yeah. parts of town yeah. right so so this is the the kind of four things that are all woven into these three conspiracies but really it has a lot to do with all of the fake electors across all of the states yep right and saying those fake electors were and the pressuring of Mike Pence, um, but the the idea that those fake electors and the pressuring of Mike Pence were meant to stop that meeting, were meant to disenfranchise indirect votes for president, right? Were meant to keep power, right? And like it's it's if you haven't read the indictment, like it's it's forty five pages. It's actually not that hard to read, but it is fascinating. Fascinating to read. Um, and included in that are six co-conspirators. Yeah. Um, and here's something also very interesting about that, and, and I'll let you talk about the co-conspirators because I've been talking a lot. Um, but in the Florida superseding indictment, there were unindicted co-conspirators listed in this indictment they were co-conspirators co-conspirators right so who so there were six okay so there were six and they're not specifically named in the Mm. document but basically there are clues given in the document that that let you know who these people are for the most part so conspirator number one is rudy giuliani Conspirator number two is John Eastman. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and they they talk about like a law, like they talk at them as lawyer who was yes. involved in trying to, you know. So co-conspirator yeah. two, for example, is an attorney who devised and attempted to implement a strategy to leverage the vice president's ceremonial role overseeing the certification proceedings right. to obstruct the certification of the presidential election. And right. And so, like, if you're looking at that, you're like, well, who could that be? You know it's not Giuliani because it involves strategy. So it can't be him. And then you kind of... There was nothing about hair dye. Right. And there was nothing about hair dye. So you work your way through it. Uh, Sidney Powell uh, is co-conspirator number three. Exactly. An attorney whose unfounded claims of election fraud the defendant privately acknowledged to others sounded, quote, crazy, unquote. Yes. Uh, Jeffrey Clark, who's a name I actually didn't really, like, know. Like, who is this guy? I knew all the other ones, but. So um, Jeffrey Clark is really important, especially when you start reading through the rest of the indictment. So he was an environmental lawyer. And I know I brought him up in a previous podcast. He was an environmental lawyer who kind of stood up and volunteered as tribute to do whatever Trump wanted to do. And he drafted a memo that he wanted to send to state legislature saying the Department of Justice believes that there was sufficient fraud to change the results of the election. So you should do all of these right. other things. Right. And we'll get back to Jeffrey Clark. But yeah. yes, he's number four. Yes. Uh, number five is Kenneth Cheeseboro, which I believe is in England. Uh, I <laughs> thought it was a suburb of Milwaukee, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah, it's right next to Cheddar. Yeah, yeah no, Cheeseboro is a place where they make cheese, yes. I guess. Uh, and then number six is basically just described as a political consultant. Yeah. Um, and that's the one nobody's really sure who that one is. So there are much, many more, like, let's think this through. What is it? So it's reasonable to conclude it is not an attorney because with all the other ones, they explicitly mention that they're an attorney. Maybe. Well, they Maybe. do. So who do you think it is? Uh, they do. They do explicitly so call everybody else. So the best theory I've heard was a, one that came from Keith Olbermann, and it's I, I believe it was Bernie Carrick of of New York. Oh, former New York pre- police commissioner. Yeah. Bernie Carrick. And like basically like there's like something with him being involved with like well, let's just money to like do things Co-conspirator like, 6, a yes. political consultant who helped implement a plan to submit fraudulent slates of presidential electors to obstruct the certification proceeding. Yes. Uh side note. What if I just like did a recording of the entire? Maybe I'll just read the entire indictment. I mean, recording. those those are out there. Like there right. are like various audio forms of yeah. this. Uh, listen uh, to it. So yeah. So yes, political consultant. They don't call him an attorney, um, but it's it's clearly somebody. And this is something that's very that that's a red thread through this whole thing about the fraudulent slates of electors, right? Yeah. So. Bernie Carrick's an interesting one. Um, I think uh, Trump's kind of attorney person who calls himself a political consultant, Bernie Epstein. Yes. He is definitely a possibility there. Uh, who do you want it to be, though? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, who do you want to get wrapped up in this? Like Ginny Thomas. That'd be I a good the- one. That'd be a good one. Uh, Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan. Yes, you would love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I. I mean. Although I feel like he's gonna get wrapped up in other things. Like. One would hope. One would hope. 
but I but feel my, like that was a weird wrestling reference, which yeah, sort of fits, nice, so. nice. <laughs> Maybe they'll pin him down right. with some other charge. Waha. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Yes, and then he'll be, you know, when those come through, he'll be down for the count. Yeah. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up that I don't think we have in our notes here is um, the indictment talks a lot in terms of like knowingly is a word that appears throughout the oh document. Oh my god! Yes. Like, and so like. They're very clearly trying to set up the, the the premise that Trump did these things consciously. Like, like yeah, okay, this crazy lawyer was saying, you know, y- that this is legal when it clearly wasn't, and that he was actively ignoring all the other people in the room who were saying that's not that's yes. not the way this works. It it is great when you read that, and I, I think that's a great point because you have to prove criminal intent. Yeah. And so when you start looking at, you know, when you start looking through the indictment, it's like. Here are the 26 people who said to Donald Trump, you lost, man. Right. And it, but and I'm going to go with the, the guy from who used to be a mayor of New York with the runny hair dye who's saying crazy shit. Right. But, but it's like this person that Donald Trump appointed, this person who voted for Donald Trump. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, cabinet yeah, level officials. Not, we're talking about attorneys at the White House. They're not we're Bernie Sanders about, acolytes. Right. <laughs> And they go out of their way. They go out of their way in the in the indictment to say, "Here is why he knew that he had lost." Yeah, and that is super important, you know, from a legal standpoint. But also, again, I feel like it should be super important to the people who still are kind of clinging on to him. Yeah, um, yeah. I I also had my highlights from there. Including Jason Miller, who, if it weren't for Rudy Giuliani, would be the most vampiric-looking person (laughs) in the orbit. (laughs) So not Nosferatu. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, kind of a young vampire. Maybe maybe he's a sparkle vampire. But, like, Jason Miller, who it always surprises me, is younger than I am because he looks older. He definitely looks older, um, saying essentially, hey, guys, the elite strike force keeps losing and they just keep spouting, quote, shit beamed down from the mothership. Yeah. Happy to hustle and try to get these. Like he's even saying, like, guys, this is none of this. None of this makes sense. Yeah. Right. None of it makes sense. Yep. Um, the other the other thing is that Pence was taking notes in every conversation he had with Donald Trump. So, <laughs> you know, I, w- I would have at least three v- video recorders I, I, at any I, given time. I, I, I mean, that really should tell you a lot. Yeah. You know, why like, would somebody <laughs> go ahead and take notes? <laughs> yeah. For everything. It is because they're afraid of being caught like, out. I do not want to go on trial for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> So you also know that he is going to be a witness yeah. in the trial. So hang Mike Pence might hang Donald I, yeah. Trump. I mean, right? And then here's the really scary part for me. So uh, Jeffrey Clark, uh, who was offered the role uh, of acting attorney general yeah. by Donald Trump. We knew that it was floated. We talked about it like, ah, oh, maybe they floated. But he uh, it was offered to him and accepted in a private meeting. Yeah. Um, okay. I remember, I didn't remember his name, but I remember, I remember that role in the insanity. Yeah. And, 
like evidently he just tried to go around everybody in the Justice Department and when pushed by, you know, senior people in the Justice Department, like Pat Cipollone, you know, he's like, who said, like, look, man, I see what Donald Trump's trying to do. He's trying to stay in power. If you support him in this, you know that if he stays there, there will be riots in the street. And Jeffrey Clark's response was like, well, that's why we have the Insurrection Act, man. Right. Let's, we'll use the military on him. I mean, think about that. Just, just. Pause and think about actual, that for a minute. Like actual fascism, people. That's yeah, what this is. <laughs> I mean, like, and it's it's hard, right? Because we're, you know, I don't want people to leave these podcasts sad. I'm not going to leave it sad, but that's very fucking serious. Again, read it. Yeah. If anybody's listening to this and they want to call me and I'll read it to them, that's fine. It's <laughs> like it needs to be read. Everybody needs to see this thing. And understand how it all stitches together. Because already the lawyers are like, ah, it's just free speech. He can lie if he wants. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Donald Trump can't lie. And they talk about that in the indictment. He's allowed to lie. But he's not allowed to do the things to impede the, the business of the government. Yes. Um, I, I also thought what was really interesting is, you know, in all of the things about the fake electors, they talk about them and they say some fake electors were tricked into believing that they weren't breaking the law. Yes. Essentially, some, but not all. Yeah, and it was, and and my understanding of it was basically they went to them. We were like, well, if if we, you know, everything we find that this is this was a corrupt election and all this yeah. sort of stuff, like we're gonna, and we've concluded that Trump was the correct nominee. After all of that, yeah, we want you as an elector. That was what they're basically fed. And, some of them, yeah. And so it's like, oh well, okay, fine, you know. And then, yeah, no. It was all, all a lie. All a lie. Um, so a couple interesting things about this. Um, the judge randomly assigned um, is an Obama appointee. Um, she has state, brought the state. hammer on other Jan 6-related cases. So given sentences longer than the Justice Department has asked for. Yeah. Um, she ruled against Trump. Uh, and we talked about this before. When he was trying to keep documents from the Jan 6 committee, she said, and I quote, a president is not a king. Yeah. Yeah. So they are. To, great, uh, to Trump's great disappointment. <laughs> to, yes. Um, so there's there's that. Um, yeah. And, and so um, one of the things I've been thinking about is like, well, what is the chances of these? So we going back to the conversation I started yeah. You know, before we talked about this, um, I feel like of what's going to happen, like this is the part of what he's going to be prosecuted for. That I feel like has the most chance of getting to trial before the election, just on the fact that it's got a judge who's sick of his shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and moving very quickly. So yeah. they're going to schedule the um, before the end of the month. We'll know the trial date. Yeah. Um, there isn't nearly as much discovery as there is in the documents case. Um, and none of the discovery should involve, uh, you don't have to get like security clearances right. and all that right, sort right, of right, stuff. Right. Like everything's pretty much public record. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And done again in the open. Yeah. Doing crimes loudly. So, uh, here's, here's the question I want to ask you. Who do you think is cooperating with the government in these cases? Um, 
Well, Pence, obviously. I mean, the Pence thing is really, really interesting. Pence cracks me up because, like, he's he's tried so hard to ride this line between I don't want to be hung by the hang Mike Pence crowd, but I really want to. But, but if but they I, could vote for me, that'd be awesome. Right, exactly. Like, he's just not, he doesn't know how to walk a line because it's not a line that's really walkable. Um, well, and he said, like, if somebody puts themselves above the Constitution, they shouldn't be president. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mark Meadows, that seems like a good choice here. Well, um, and that's very – so So that's a great call-out because in no place in here is co-conspirator chief of staff Mark Meadows. Right. They refer to him he's not a politi- in the he's, indictment. He's not a political consultant, no. technically speaking. So, yeah, I mean, he but, is, but he, but he wouldn't be. Uh, but yeah. we don't think it's six is him. Yeah. And they talk about him in the indictment. Okay. They talk about defendant, the defendant's chief of staff. Right. And his, yeah, okay, so, so there you go. So I think he's just... He's, yeah, yeah. I mean, he is on his back, belly exposed, looking for scritches yeah. from the bitches. We don't censor out bitches. Should we censor out bitches? Probably not. Probably not. So, f- that. We censor that. Yeah, so I think, I think Mark Meadows is definitely... <laughs> Is definitely on board. Um, I mean, Mike Pence is screwed because they have all of his notes, right? And he said, like, he said, like, I'm not going to testify against Donald Trump, except if I'm uh, asked to testify, right? Right? Like, and he said, like, I'll comply with the law if asked to testify. I'm not going to voluntarily, te- but if they ask me, I, I mean, I, I kind of have to, right? So I'll just, I'll just. <laughs> he's he's a- I mean, the, the thing, like, if if I didn't if I didn't loathe him, I'd feel bad for him, because <laughs> like, there's no winning here. There I mean, really yeah. isn't. So, good, yeah. good. I mean, good, good luck to you, sir. I mean, he's um, just, yeah. Oh, God, so spineless, so spineless in every oh, yeah. way. So, okay, so what else is out there? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch order here. So I know in my notes I had sort of Georgia next, but yeah. Um, Something I think that is kind of interesting and important. So you see that this indictment was just about Trump, and and again, I think that that's done. And other smarter people well, have for said expediency this of nothing else. Yes, yeah, just for expediency. Um, but like the individual fake electors who kind of are woven into all of this, look like the Justice Department have said states who take care of them. Yeah. So Michigan started it. Michigan, thank you, Mitten. Nessel, Daniel, uh, uh, yeah, who's Nessel is amazing. The the Attorney General of Michigan um, brought charges against all of the fake electors for a couple of things, um, but the most the biggest thing is like forgery, right? Like they forged those electoral certificates. Yeah, and. And so she brought that up. Um, there's also this great charge called uttering and publishing, which essentially means I'm going to tell lies for the sake of some fraud. Yeah. And then I'm going to cause those to be transmitted. But I just like uttering and publishing. That would have been the name of the podcast episode if it weren't <laughs> for beamed down from the mothership been more appropriate. But uttering and publishing has been great. So 
you know, I feel like that is really a podcast uh, about uh, uh, book writing and dairy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Really? By the way, the beers I've had are on the strong side. Uh, Go yeah, on. exactly. <laughs> we'll milk that joke for all we can. <laughs> so Insert Michigan has here. started. We'll see about other states, you know, Pennsylvania, Arizona. You know, I, I think there are some varying opinions about whether or not the state laws allow people to be, uh, you know, their behavior allows them to be prosecuted for it. But yeah. I think that's the clear dis- distinction, right? Like the federal case is about the conspiracy to use them to undermine the the results of the election. The state cases are about the acts of of forging votes, right? Yeah. Um, and when you say it, when you describe it this way, if I took a picture of a ballot and scanned it in, printed it out, and a hundred copies and marked you know, for a candidate and turned those in, that would be a crime. So by yes, trying to recreate the official state documents for a slate of electors, because, again, the president's not directly elected, like, that too would be a crime. Like, that, just on its face, prima facie, as they'd say, absolutely a crime. So speaking of those in another state, Georgia. Yeah. Where are we at with Georgia. Uh, we're waiting. We're waiting. Uh, we've talked about they're going to be something supposed to happen by the end of the month is my impression yeah. of things at this point. Um, but we don't really know what officially is going to happen. Uh, Fawny Willis has said her work is done. Um, it was a great kind of off the cuff thing too, yeah. right? So she was out doing something else and somebody's like, Hey man, she's working on right now. She's like, I don't know. My work's done. Yeah. I got seven months of uh, I got seven months of special purpose yeah. grand jury. I don't know what that means. I will it, say, like the Georgia, um, the Georgia prosecution, like that's the one I feel like it has the most. Like everything that happens to Trump, there's always a chance with all the federal stuff that somehow those things get pushed back to the point that none of them happen before he gets before he potentially gets elected president. Right. If he gets elected president, he can unwind those. I mean, hell, even if he's in jail for a federal crime, normally he could then pardon himself and and be done with it if he gets elected. Weird world it would be. Is working from the Oval Cell? Yes, <laughs> I mean, you know the uh, yes a Panopticon, I believe is what we'd call that. Um, but nice. uh, you know the Georgia one is is different. independent of that one. Yeah, you know that's the that's a state level thing. It's still criminal. Could still go to jail for it. You know, so like, I'm hopeful for that one is sort of like, like let's button this up. Let's make sure that he's actually going to go to jail. Yeah, because all the shit that's like all the shit he should go to jail for, and and there's strong evidence. You know, shit can happen, but like, well, and and there are a couple things about Georgia that are interesting that I again didn't know until recently. One is that there's no instant pardon. So the governor can't just pardon somebody for things. Yeah. So Brian Kemp couldn't say, like, it's cool. Oh, yeah, I forgot Brian Kemp could fuck this up. But No, he can't. So in Georgia, if you're convicted of a crime, yeah. there is a commission that's made up of Republicans and Democrats. Oh. 
to <laughs> work on pardons. Pardons. And you think like, oh, that's great. It gets slightly better. Yeah. By law, you have to serve five years of your term. Okay. How long is a presidential term? Four years. Five years. Ah, I see. Ah, <laughs> That's a convenient number. Yes. That people are probably like, damn. And, and this was all because, you know, the pardon power was used corruptly in Georgia. That was, and uh, I'm not even assigning. It would be used corruptly if Trump was given half a chance. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we're waiting any day. Uh, the grand jury, I think, is is done there. Sheriff, and I love this name, Pat Labatt. At Labatt. That's, that's uh, good. I that's assume good. that's pronounced the right way. I, but that may I, be yes, because... It's, it's probably not Pat Labatt. It, well, like, it's uh, because <laughs> I grew up in, you know, near Canada, so I, I look right. at Labatt as Labatt. Uh, he's like, yeah, so I'm closing a bunch of roads. I'm putting up barricades. And just letting everybody know that uh, if Donald Trump is indicted, we're going to mugshot him. On the him. off chance. <laughs> yeah. We're going to mugshot him and fingerprint him, and we're going to treat him like everybody else. Frog march. I mean, you just... <laughs> Love to see it, <sighs> which will turn into campaign, you know, emails. Yeah. But so, all of that, we we have all these criminal indictments. Clearly, uh, Republican voters see, okay, well, this is this is not okay. We are the law and order party, and they are thus completely against all this and uh, are no, no longer supporting Trump and are therefore supporting Will Hurt. I assume. Uh, yeah. Now he's still up by seven, seven hundred and thirty points in all the polls. Like, it, it, there have been some really interesting. There's been some interesting polling. Yeah, you know, that says like a majority of Americans think he tried to stay in power illegally. Like, it's as long as that majority shows up to vote. Yeah. <laughs> in, in November of 2024, we're okay. But you know, I mean, it's. But it's I'm like 18% so fucking nervous about the election because I'm like, okay, yeah, like if you if you asked, you know, sorry, I'm getting a phone call from Texas. I assume it's Will Hurd. <laughs> hey guys, heard hey, your supporters. I will say, like, he keeps coming up in like you know every so often, and he's the, like the one Republican who's like, you know, he's a criminal, right? <laughs> Like, Chris Christie, I feel like, isn't even as solid on this as Will Hurt is, because yeah. he just gives it that New Jersey vibe that really... Uh, yeah, exactly, which is, like, kind of okay. Like, he's, right. uh, he's a mild criminal, which is fine. Yeah. I'm sorry I interrupted you for the Will Hurd phone call. Right. Uh, what was I saying? I don't even know. That's okay. I've, uh, the beers are strong, people. This is what I'm saying. I was like, I started off with a, you know what? Let's take a beer break. Well, actually, we don't have much to cover beyond this, so let's we can power through. Do you want to power through? Or do you want to get another beer? What a silly question, sir. <laughs> beer it is. Beer it is. <laughs> we'll be right back. Did you want to pause? Sure. Okay, do you want to talk about how terrified you are? Uh, or do you want to talk about the beer? Oh, just about, like, how, like, the, like, all of this, like, there's a very good chance that in spite of all these indictments that Trump will be the Republican nominee. Yep. That there's a non-zero chance and possibly a decent chance that Trump ends up winning the election. In spite of all of this. 
I mean, who knows? But like, you look at the, you know, you look at like, well, Biden being an old dude. He's that, only three years older than Trump. That's well, I know, but it, it's not a matter of. See, here's the thing: it's not a matter of like truth. Somebody saying, "I'm showing up to the election. Who shall I vote for, Biden or Trump?" It is a bunch of people who are saying, "Fuck all of this. Like, yeah. I'm not going to waste my time with this. The world is on fire, and nobody gives a shit. I'm going to stay home and fuck this. Lots of fucks to yeah. uh, deal with right there." Um, like, that's what I'm worried about. Or that, you know, it's going to be like, you know, somebody who's 23 and is like, I can vote. Oh, look at this, uh, you know, this uh, RFK, RFK Jr. guy. He seems pretty cool. Yeah. He's got, he likes crypto. I like crypto. Who knows? Hey, yeah. Um, and I think in the next episode, we should talk a little bit about the third party candidates. Well, see, this is the thing. RFK Jr. is not a third party candidate yet. Like, that's what I'm worried about is, he, like, if he runs as a Democrat, runs in a primary and loses, like, I don't give a you can do whatever, but um, yeah, but so we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah, um, it's gonna get interesting, everybody. Yes, sir. Um, here's here's what I think we should do. We should do international quickly. Yes, and then we should do Chicago, which is just Lollapalooza, and then uh, <laughs> and then talk about the beer here at Temperance. I think it's an excellent choice. So, actually, you know, let's just talk about beer real quick, and then we'll wrap. Now, let's let's finish. With beer. Yeah, I mean, because they're beer. short. I mean, like, look. Uh, again, as I said before, they don't really have democracy anymore. Do yeah, they? we're we're a Knesset pod, podcast now. Yes, uh, um, draft Knesset news. Um, look, the the really interesting thing about Israel and the thing that I'm I've always been fascinated about them. They don't have a constitution in Israel. It's still a very young country, and to be fair, we had a constitution when we were quite a young country. Yeah. But that's just. But our they jam. don't have a constitution. That's just so, our jam. So there isn't there isn't this overriding set of rules, and so, you know, there are some norms, there are some laws that have been passed that sort of define how the different parts of government work. And right now, um, the big tension is between the judicial branch and the legislative branch, and you know. Well, I mean, there was a. Some there's a podcast I was listening to where they they made the point of like, um, you know, if you look at what Israel's been doing over the last you know several decades with with Palestine, it's you know is effectively fascism. It is you know is is imprisoning people, or depriving them of their rights, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that the thing is with fascism is that it doesn't stop right until like like it will continue to take more territory wherever it can and that is what yeah. seems to be happening right now where it's like okay well cool we came for the the whatever democratic representation there nominally was for for palestinians now it is coming for israelis as well yeah and and taking away the ability for the judicial arm of the government to really have oversight over the legislative arm yeah and you know they're sort of saying like well it's just going to start with appointments like ah uh, you can't you can't say that we can't hire or fire certain people in the government, uh, but part two of that is really about laws and and things like that. And and you see, like the Israeli people have, and the protests have been really stunning, um, especially uh, across the Israeli yeah. Defense Force, where you know it's compulsory that you serve in the in the Defense Force in Israel. Um, but people say, I'm just not going to serve, right? And you know th- we talked about this before, and there was a like a six week delay. Uh, in in those laws in trying to pass them, but now they've passed some of them, 
Um, and this is something really closely to watch. And and it all happens, you know, in part because Netanyahu wants to stay in party and in power because he's under criminal investigation, right? And it's a multi-party system where it's a coalition government. And so he's had to pull in the rightest of right-wing people to stay in power. Yeah. So, so when you have a singular individual who may or may not be a criminal, who is trying to avoid being uh, or, or being responsible for their previous actions by staying in political power, the ends to which they'll... The this means all feels very use. familiar as yes. you're describing it. But go on. <laughs> yeah, but the means to which they will use to achieve those ends yeah. trample over everything that we should all believe in yeah. in a in a democratic republic form of government. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's why I wanted to bring it up. Also Lollapalooza is going on this weekend and it's rainy. So Hopefully it's coming. Which although I will say my favorite moment at Lollapalooza was in the midst of the rain. Like I was What was uh, the band? Uh Dead Mouse. So mm-hmm. it's not a band so much, but as a DJ. And it was there and it was like we're waiting for it to start and then it starts just fucking pouring. And then like they started it early because it was pouring and it was just like so it's like downpour and then the lights come up and it's like like the beat kicks in and it's just like this is like so like just dancing in the mud puddle rain it was um and then the beautiful. drugs kicked beautiful. in it was beautiful you know this is the thing this is the thing I, I as much as i'm a dance music person i've i do that stuff without i mean i'll have a couple drinks but like that's it sure. i'm like i don't even know why you'd need extra because it's so good. I, I will tell but, you, uh, back in, in my olden days with the Lollapalooza, back when it was still touring around. Oh, wow. The Milan. Uh, we saw it in Milan, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, Dinosaur Jr. started playing. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and surely somebody, one of the five listeners is saying, like, how old is this guy? Uh, <laughs> did he sneak in? Uh, I did not sneak in. Um, but Dinosaur Jr. started playing, and lightning struck uh, inside of the the festival. And so we got two songs from Dinosaur Jr., and then they were gone. Yeah. They were gone. And then the next up was... If it were Metallica, it would just be Ride Lightning, and you'd be fine. Nice. No, I think Rage Against the Machine came on an hour later after the weather had okay, passed. Okay, there we go. There we go. So can we talk about the beer here? Yes, we finally get into the beer. Because we haven't talked I, about this. since we're swearing a lot, fucking love this place. Fantastic. My editing job will be be substantial. That's all right. Know, I'm sorry. Um, so I you have not been to Temperance it. before. You've been here one time previously. I was here once before. Um, but I've had their beer before. Um, it You know, they do get distributed, and, and it's good. Um, so I started off with the uh, Quotidian. Like, that's like... Quotidian? Quotidien. Quotidien. It's a Belgian style double, Quotidien. right? That one? Uh, it is a, is a Belgian style double. I followed it with, they have a version of that that is barrel aged, which uh, in addition to adding deliciousness, adds an additional 2% uh, ABV to it, which is also good. Yeah, and it's, uh, <laughs> I love this. This double has been dosed with dark Belgian candy sugar before resting in cherry brandy barrels. Yeah, that's where the extra ABV is. For over six months. Ooh. 
Wow. So very good. And then I finished with their uh, their unfiltered lager. Uh, just a 10 ounce of this because uh, I'm doing pretty good after my first two doubles. I, but th- th- it's called Basement Party. It is, I think, the one that most people know from Temperance. Um, it's kind of available everywhere. It is excellent. It's I'd a l- solid lager. I love the basement party. Like I'd still put, you know, I'd still put the dovetail above it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, me too. You know, me but, too. You know. Me too. But it, I, like, I, I would also happily drink it. This is one of the few times that we got the same beer at the same time. Well, cheers so to that. Cheers to that. Uh, so, the first time I was here, and I think this is like just speaks to the vibe of this place. It's kind of in a weird spot. That's by a swimming school um, in Evanston. So it doesn't look like it's anything, but the the space itself is really nice. The people are great. We were sitting at the bar and talking about the different beers, and there were there were two people working the bar. Both were named Hannah. So if you come in, say, say hi, hi to, to Hannah. Hannah's. You're probably right. Yeah, and uh, from the from the pod, and they were talking about one a beer they really really loved, but it was only available in cans. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to try that, and they're like. Actually, I could use another one. So they opened a can, yeah, and just gave everybody at the bar a sample of it. Nice and like the, really nice. And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know sort of out of production now, and they didn't have to do that. We did buy some, and they're 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 amazing. Um, I had a uh, throwing frisbees at the sun, which is a West Coast IPA. Um, I, and look, I'll, I'll tell you, their IPA game is really strong. The the throwing bi- frisbees was was really really tasty. Um, I also had a small glass of their karaoke tears, um, and and I'm here to tell you, <laughs> karaoke tears. That sounds like it should be a high ABV. Uh, it's seven point five. Yeah, um, it's both one of the best names, one of my favorite names yeah. of a beer, but it's also just a beautiful, beautiful hazy. Um, I would come up here just for the karaoke tears. Um, as would anybody who seeing uh, witnesses me singing karaoke, but it it is a great <laughs> beer. The space is this kind of interesting inside outside. Yeah, um, we're sitting outside today. Uh, inside was where the trivia was going on, so we kind of kept to ourselves. Uh, it's been a rainy day, so the benches are slightly damp, but but we're doing okay. We're doing yeah. all right. It's a it's a great place. I uh, I would recommend anybody come up here. I'm going to keep coming back up here. Yeah. Uh, I was sad point. that it took me so long to come here and sad that it took the pod so and long. And it took to me get even here. longer. So there yeah. you go. But, but uh, I, right. I dragged him up here. Fantastic. This, so. All right. So, yeah. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week with probably another indictment, maybe a superseding indictment and next more legal week? terms that what? we don't wait, understand. Wait, wait, one week away? <laughs> Can we do that? And we're going to do it. We're going to oh. do it because Fonnie Willis is going to come through on Tuesday. Oh, I like this. All right. Toast to that. Cheers, y'all. All All right. Have a good one. Stay safe. Take care. Bye-bye.